has helped several pro athletes, companies, organizations, and sports teams overcome their mental blocks, reach their peak potential, increase their performance, produce more results, and just have more fun in their life and business. Bring me the energy, all right? choose will determine what you Imagine for a second where you have so much power in your business that people just know what you do. They know your brand. They know your colors. They know your story. They connect with you. They resonate with you. You get their attention. They trust you and they consistently buy from you. That is the power of having a personal brand. Today on this episode, we are going to learn how to build a personal brand that resonates with your audience. Let's bring the show in. This is the Entrepreneur Underdog, business secrets to help doubted entrepreneurs triumph. The Underdog Entrepreneur is where we use fast-acting shortcuts to help underdog entrepreneurs make more money, have a bigger impact, and live a better lifestyle so that they can prove their haters wrong. And now, your host, Roy Red. Roy Red. Hi, everybody. It's Roy Red, five-time best-selling author, internationally recognized speaker, and your host of this show, The Entrepreneur Underdog, where we share fast-acting shortcuts to help underdog entrepreneurs build their brand, bring in more leads, get more sales, and just win in business. So just like the intro said, they can prove their haters wrong, but in a positive way. Today, I'm super excited. We have Claire Bond, who is going to teach us how to build our personal brand so that we can connect with our audience and not have to be out there trying so hard to sell and push, but people actually are pre-qualified, predisposed to work with us. Claire, how are you doing today? I'm doing really well. I'm like loving all the stuff you're saying. I'm just like, yes. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you I was, get it. <laughs> well, we hopped on the um, the uh, live here so we could do the show. I was like, yo, her setup is so beautiful. You look so good. You're professional. Thank you. And um, Thank you. just everything. You got a pro camera. Look at you. Yep, all the stuff. Yeah, that's oh, like, you know, it's your personal brand, right? You gotta like have it just you know buttoned up. So definitely, definitely. Which leads so me I've... to 
my first question. I just, um, and this is just personal question before we yeah. get into who you are and what you do. I just read, a, I read a book called the, uh, the power of your appearance. And so he was talking about how, how you appear, um, um, obviously, you know, people judge your appearance. That's just how it is. They yes. say never judge a yep. book by its cover. The reason why they say that is because everybody judges a book by its cover. Um, if you're going out, because I have a lot of speakers on here, if you're going out maybe to speak or to an event, do you? Do, what is your law for dressing? Do you dress up? Do you dress at the level of the event? What do you do to keep your brand strong uh, personally uh, for dressing? I mean, I would say that I, I always think it's better to dress up. It's just kind of, you know, who I am. I used to live in New York City and uh, kind of New Yorkers always dress up a little bit more. But I think that, you know, you want to be taken seriously. So look how you would show up for a job interview, a first date, that kind of thing. I And I think you would look better because that it is that first impression and you have seconds seconds for someone to make it uh, just they're going to make a split decision on you and you want it to be favorable obviously because you want to go kind of go to that next level whatever that next level may be so don't let how you're you're dressed or whatever it is don't let that detract yeah yeah i totally agree they judge you in the first couple seconds and then they just look for things to prove what they've already judged um yeah And one thing I'll say Uh is that once you've already like made like tons of money, you can be like Gary Vee and those other people that, you know, just like totally dress down. But at the very, yeah, when you're building and ramping up, dress up and you feel better. I do. Anyway, I love to dress up. Yeah. Actually, with my athlete clients and um, my business clients get it, but with my athlete clients, I have them um, dress in a way it like it's we call it our uh totem as you put on mm. certain clothing items it makes you hop and then we use it as an anchor to make them click into a role uh that they want to uh be uh one athlete uh i'm trying to figure out how i can say this without giving them away we created an uh, a a persona of a spider and i won't say what spider okay. it was but he has a certain way of dressing. And once he puts that on, it clicks him right into that mode. And then boom, on the court, he's, he's, he's that, that alter ego. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that, that, I mean, and that's like the thing it's sometimes um, when I, uh, you know, doing stuff like this, I do try to dress up. I'm not like in sweats. Like if I stood up, Uh I actually wearing pants and things like that. Uh Right. So you, so you want to like wear heels or wear shoes that you feel nice in because it just makes you feel like less like a fraud, I guess. There you go. There you go. Dress up and you won't have that imposter yeah. syndrome. So Claire, yeah. tell everybody who you are, what you do. So um, I'm Claire Bond. I'm a personal brand strategist. And essentially, I really help I help entrepreneurs, investors, founders, executives just create their best personal brand to really elevate them, to get that authority, influence, and trust they need to kind of magnetize things to them just as exactly what you were saying before uh visibility deal flow opportunities press by creating this great personal brand you're not clamoring for people to see to notice you and to kind of help you go to that next level people are clamoring to talk to you and that is really the beauty of your personal brand yeah my mentor ed rush always says that 
Um, nobody waits at the bottom of the mountain to talk to the guru at the bottom of the mountain. They wait to talk yes. to the person at the top of the mountain. And I like that. It took me um, a long time to figure out my USP because um, that's one of the things that's kind of hard in business. But when I coach business owners, we talk about uh, the three uh, fundamentals in business, which is market, message, and media. And everybody starts with the media. They just write their book. They mm. hop on social media. Uh, they they start speaking. They get on news and all of that before they dial in their message, before they dial in their unique selling proposition, which is huge in branding. So can you please touch yes. on the importance of that and how you go about thinking about building a brand or a USP for yourself or one of your clients? Yeah, well, one of the biggest things is to really think about, it's not just the messaging. I mean, it's, it's how you present yourself ultimately yeah. and how you're perceived by others. Yeah. So that's online. That is your website. That is your social media handles. It is your personal branding photo shoots. It's how you look in the videos, um, all of that sort of stuff. But ultimately, you want to be saying the things that your ideal audience is res resonates with your ideal audience. If you are saying things that doesn't resonate with them, then you're not going to get sales. You're not going to get those leads. You're not going to go to that next level. Uh, no one's going to climb that mountain to find you as you, as you mentioned in that analogy. So that is really, really key. Um, actually just on a strategy call with a client before this. And that was one of the things that she came to. She's like, I want to come to you because you help me with not only like how I'm presenting myself on the, by the looks, but my messaging is, will be tight. And I think that's the biggest thing. Um, if it's all over the place and scattered, we're all multifaceted, right? But if you kind of go out there and you essentially, I always think of Gary Vee, if you are essentially in all of these things and you're saying, I can do all of these things, Gary Vee didn't start out that way. He started out in wine and then he went on. Now he's doing branding. He's doing all these things. But if you said starting out of the gate that you could do all of these things, no one would believe you. You have no track record in anything that proves you can do any of these things. Yeah. So start out slow and know your audience and really be very, very, um, yeah, know what you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the kind of the hot words for that is know your niche and niche out. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. there are a, a thousand, a, a million business coaches, business advisors like I am. Um, but I obviously help speakers, people who have information, who want to build their brand online or through speaking mm -hmm. so many ways, what I call shortcuts to get there. But yeah. I can't just go out there and say I'm an advisor because then people, then they have to choose who's the best advisor for me. And I don't want people to have to choose me from everyone else. I want them to look at me and go yes or no. And that is right. what I call a category of one uh, unique selling proposition where I'm mm -hmm. in a space by myself um, in which they just go yes or no. And you touched on um, an important part that I skipped is knowing your market. So let's back up. Mm -hmm. How can we know our market? You know, how can we, you know, I have a thing I call six smart market questions that helps me know my market. But how do you go about teaching someone to know uh, who their market is, what they want and where are they? 
Um, I think one of the most important things is obviously, you know, kind of, kind of go through a deep dive, what makes you unique mm-hmm. uh, and all that kind of stuff. But a lot of things that if you're, especially if you're in a crowded market, as you were mentioning, yeah. you want to make yourself the one of one, but what, how you can do that is finding the gap, finding the, the area that you will help support somebody or, or that only you can do your unique expertise, uh, makes you prime, you know, Prime to be able to do this. And that's really figuring out that gap and the thing that only you can provide, uh, making sure that all of the messaging and everything that you do really, really gets that across to your ideal client. That is going to be key. And one of the biggest things in that is ultimately knowing who your competition is and knowing what they're doing well and know what they're not doing well. And it, that's really going to help you figure out your gap and where you're going to fit into that market. So it's just about really doing your market research, figuring out what is out there, what's working, what's not, where your ideal clients are, and making sure that you are on those platforms. Yeah. And I don't know if you saw, um, what's this lady's name? Um, Rachel Hollis. I love her, yeah. (laughs) yeah, Well, she's right now, she's being canceled because she... Actually, I'll see if I I could ping it up, but my my community, the black community is all upset because of what she said, but I totally resonate with what what she said. And um, I I did not, you know, I literally have not been on like Instagram and stuff like looking at what she's doing in like months. Uh So I usually like some of the stuff that that she does, but you know, I mean, sometimes people just let their mouth run, but what happened? Yeah, and she she let it run a little bit, but we um, I'm part of an influencer cl- on Clubhouse, an influencer group, okay. and we're having a conversation. Like, did this ruin her brand? And mm-hmm. in creating a USP, because people tell me this all the time. If you even look at my brand, sometimes I communicate aggressive, and because mm-hmm. it's for underdog entrepreneurs, proving people wrong. So sometimes the it's you know it's a little bit more of an aggressive uh, communication, but that's my market. My market is entrepreneurs, 20 to 50, who feel like their family doesn't back them up. They feel like their friends don't believe in them. They feel like they're the underdog. Their friends are all Mm -hmm. making uh, six-figure jobs. They went to school, and I know how it feels to be that guy that was made fun of because you didn't go to school. Then Then when I speak at Stanford, then when I start making more money than them, it feels so validating to mm-hmm. to have those results. And so that's what my market, if you want to, man, my USP is so strong because my market wants validation. And so mm-hmm. all of my messaging is is validation, validation. But um, we were arguing because I said what she said, I think will be- help her brand because you don't always... Well, you do want to attract your market, but when you're attracting someone, what are you also doing, Claire? You're repelling repelling somebody. Exactly. And so Mm -hmm. talk about the importance of repelling the people you don't want to work with and staying away from PETA clients and staying away from people who aren't going to buy your stuff anyway. So who cares what they say? 
I I would say, I mean, I used to live in New York City. I have a slight, I mean, I'm from California, but I lived in New York City and I have like a slight harder shell. Yeah. Um, I'm much more of a straight shooter. Uh, I'm not like talking about all of these little floaty things. Like there's plenty of people that'll talk about that stuff and they won't, they'll just talk a whole lot, but they won't really tell you what what the point is yeah. i'm not that person i get to the point i'm a straight shooter yeah. i am that that type of personality is not going to resonate with everybody mm-hmm. but it really is going to resonate with somebody that like my clients who yeah. who basically are like i'm so sick and tired of of having people dance around the problem instead of saying this is the problem and i'm going to solve it yeah. i can't i i hate that so yeah. ultimately when you figure out what all this all this stuff you, in your competitors and you're figuring out that gap there, there are people that won't like you and that's, and that's fine. Um, I mean, I'm on social media across all my handles, uh, social media handles. I have 70,000 people that follow me. Mm-hmm. I don't go out with, I, I, you know, I really am not a bad energy type of person. Like I, you know, if, if I get bad energy back, I'm like, you're out of here. You're not in, you're not part of my community. Mm-hmm. Um, and I really don't get a lot of it. I get, you, I mean, we all do. Right. But I don't get a lot of that. I, but I just feel like I put out positivity. So I usually only get that back. Yeah. So I think ultimately, you know, own it. And if you say something that maybe doesn't go, you know, someone doesn't like or something like that, you know, if, if it's truthful and you're being true to yourself, you have to, I think you have to own it. Um, otherwise don't dip your toe into something controversial or whatever. That's, that's one of the things. Yeah. And I, I did do a video about this last year and, and I never posted it. Cause I was like, I just don't know if I want the heat from it, but if you don't want to dip your toe into a hot subject mm-hmm. because it's a really hot subject, yeah. don't dip your toe. Mm-hmm. Stay on brand. Yeah. Stay, you know, stay in your own lane, as everyone says. Stay in your own lane. Mm-hmm. And th- that's one of the biggest things that I think a lot of people could really learn from. I'm a personal brand strategist. I have no business talking about politics or anything else. That is not my lane. How many how many shirts do you have to say stay on brand? I'm none. I'm not one of those people that has uh, t-shirts. <laughs> I need 10% of that quote. That was hot. <laughs> Stay on brand. That's huge. Um, okay. Yeah. So I was looking up back here what she said. What she said was she 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 made a comment. Someone told her she made a comment about how, um, you know, she lives a good life and like she has a cleaning person. And someone said, we can't relate to you. And she said, mm-hmm. Why would I want to be relatable? I don't want to be relatable. I work my butt off. I don't want to be relatable. Most people who are relatable don't work hard. And I was like, yes, you know, I you know, I resonate with that because I don't want to be relatable either. And I work mm-hmm. my butt off too. And people just took it too far. Uh, let me reset. Chrissy Teigen has, has had the same kind of thing about not being relatable. Uh-huh. Um, so, I mean, there... Yeah. I mean, just own it. I mean, I feel like a lot of times when you're in this space and you're really working on your personal brand and you know exactly what I'm talking about, you're trying to be aspirational. Yeah. That isn't necessarily relatable in the, you know, tit for tat kind of thing. It, but you aspire for more and your guide has to be aspirational. Otherwise, I mean, you're not going to really aspire to say the same. You're really not going to go anywhere. (laughs) Yeah, I don't, 
Okay, let me reset and we'll come back to this conversation. Yeah. Thanks to everybody who's on live right now. We are talking to Claire Bond about how to build your personal brand. And we got into a cool dialogue about um, USP and messaging and attracting the right people and repelling people and uh, worrying about making people feel a certain way. So make sure you guys hop in the chat to comment or ask uh, Claire some questions. That'll be the right side if you're on YouTube, below if you're on Facebook. We are on Amazon Live now, only our second episode on Amazon Live. I don't know where you guys comment or if you're able to comment. Uh, and also, that'll be below if you're on Periscope or LinkedIn. Um, so, yeah, we, we could talk about that all day. This conversation gives me energy. Uh, so really quick, um, what are your steps to branding and what is your time frame? So if you get me as a client... And I'm like, yo, I have this idea, it's this product, but I have no idea um, how to brand it. Um, what is your kind of one to five step process on branding? What's first and then uh, what comes last? Well, one of the biggest things is that we brand the person. So if you do have a product, we brand the owner. The, the you know the face of the business yeah. um, and the face of the business will sell the product so that is one of the biggest things that we lead with uh, one of the one of the things that we really work on and it depends on where you kind of are coming in to work with me um, if you want to, are one of our uh, concierge clients we do everything for you if you are like a foundational client we set up the foundation so we'll talk about it as if you're a foundational client so we basically work on your messaging figure out who your clients are and we work on that outside as we were mentioning before kind of like that outside um, brand. So we do photo shoots with you. So we really kind of figure out who you are, what your messaging is and how you're going to actually target your target market. Mm -hmm. And we do all of the branding and keywording, everything like that to make sure that you show up on search. You are showing up on the social media platforms yeah. where your ideal client is hanging out. Mm -hmm. And that is ultimately what you do. So we have a three month program and we basically, we brand you a person to be able to then go and keep on doing doing the stuff creating content that's going to be key that's something that we do for our uh, concierge clients but uh, our fast track clients and our foundational clients they do that on their own but yeah basically we get super clear on the niche that they are serving and make sure that they're showing up uh, as they would be expected to show up like we were talking about presenting yourself Mm -hmm. um, in the clothing that you wear, the website that you have, uh, the, the messaging that you're giving and you're on the social media platforms where your ideal client is. Yeah. My, um, I'm putting together a, uh, book writing and making it a bestseller program with a friend of mine. Her name is Stacy Trujeque. And we were going through, um, her business and some things. And one thing she said that was super huge to me that you just reminded me as you said you help your clients become clear and mm -hmm. this is huge and what she said was I think my clients are confused and I'm confused because I'm not clear about yeah. exactly who I want to work with exactly what I want to sell exactly just clarity is power 
And if you don't mm-hmm. have a map to where you're going, obviously right. you can't get there. And if you gave me a map, if I gave you a map to LA and you're in New York, you would never get to where you're going. So Claire right. gives you the exact branding map that you need. And what my mentor says is branding is like, um, instead of going at the tree, if business is a tree, instead of, and you have to ax this tree down, instead of just going at the tree, branding is taking your ax and sharpening it to the point to where it's super sharp first. So that way, every um, swing you take at that tree, it has a bigger uh, effect. Okay, yeah, so I like that. You have three months, you go over with branding. Now, I have a question about working with entrepreneurs, a lot mm-hmm. of them, especially new ones, they don't even know the power of branding. They understand right. branding a little bit, but they want the sexy stuff. They want the book. They want the, the speaking. They want all the stuff before they do the branding. How do you explain to them or get them to understand that they need branding or sell to them that they need branding before the other stuff? Uh, stats. <laughs> so oh, no. 88% of anyone will do research before they buy. So they're going to Google you and they're going to make a judgment on you because you have a personal brand because I can do a, a, a search on you. So I saw someone post on, on, on LinkedIn. I literally, I can't even remember who did this, but I saw someone post this and I love it because I've talked about it so many times, mm-hmm. but I don't know about you, but I've seen a lot of people literally like they lost their job last week and all of a sudden now they're an expert in something and they're selling it. And, you know, that is the thing. It's like if you go and you do a deep dive into my personal branding experience, you'll find I work for Fortune 500 companies in New York City and I have branding, marketing, PR. Like I have the stats. I'm not faking it. There are a lot of people out there that are, and a lot of people, people are knowledgeable now. They know that they need to weed out the fakers. So they're going to do a search. So you go, you, you're like, this is what I want to do. I'm a brand new entrepreneur and I need a book deal and I need to be, I need to be speaking. I need to be doing those things. No, 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 no. Prove it first. You, you work with athletes. Um, hello, they've proven it. (laughs) You can't, you can't expect to get to this end goal without practice, without failure. You've got to put in the work and it is not a one and done creating a viral video. I am on my way. No, you need to put in the work. And that is one of the biggest things that a lot of people don't want to hear. But when, you know, since you work with pro athletes, they know this and they're nodding their head. Yeah. They didn't just wake up one day, you know, at 21 years old and being like, you know, I'm going to get you know drafted and in, into pro, whatever it is, football, basketball. Yeah. What? No, doesn't happen that way. So the same thing for an entrepreneur, you have to put in the work you have to actually be a true expert to get those things. But once you've solidified yourself and your messaging is on point, it will come. Yeah. Yeah. Now that's totally true, but there seems to be this kind of this issue in today's world of the social media influencer versus Mm. the super duper smart guru. And Mm -hmm. you'll have, and I'm going to talk about trainers because uh, it seems to happen a lot with trainers. You'll have a trainer who has a million followers 
and he's a terrible trainer. He looks good with his shirt, mm-hmm. yeah, but he's probably juicing. Um, <laughs> and he says yeah. he's vegan. And my, my, my dad's a trainer, so I was raised in it, so I know a lot about training. And people always want me to, but I just don't want to do it because of the people who are in the in the space. Unless one day, one day if a cool USP pops in my head, maybe I'll do it. Um, but then you got someone like my dad who is the best and he's a secret weapon to pro athletes. Um, doesn't really market himself, doesn't want the credit. He just know it. Everyone knows he's the best in the game. He's the secret weapon that they all go to. Um, how do we kind of balance that? And how do you feel about that in today's world? The million dollar guy who doesn't know a lot, but obviously he's helping people because he you can still help people lose weight if you tell them to walk every day and they walk every day. But then you have the person who really knows, but, and, and really has the results, really has the world-class 20 mm-hmm. years ahead skills, yeah. but really, um, the marketing and the brand and the branding per se isn't there. I say this guy needs yeah. to figure out branding and I say this guy needs to stop faking. What did, what do you think? Uh, you're really not going to get rid of the faker unfortunately so you can't focus on that you can't focus on the competition but one of the biggest problems i always say there are two problems with with people that don't want to jump on the personal band bandwagon uh, personal brand bandwagon um one they if you're a competitive person which sounds like a lot of you know your uh watchers and and um listeners are your competitor, these these influencers, they're kicking your ass and taking names, and they're fakers. And you like you des- your audience deserves to know the real deal yeah. instead of all this fake stuff. So competition. The next part is you are helping people. So if if you are you know you want to shy away from it, ultimately think about all the people that you are helping and just serve just be of service and that will help your personal brand but that is one of the biggest things that i i see it all the time and one of our private clients one of our concierge clients he actually told me he's a he's a the cmo of a private equity firm now but he used to be the ceo of um proactive Mm -hmm. the skincare line a lot of people know what that one is um and basically he said to me you know he said to me you know i wouldn't be doing all of this stuff i wouldn't this machine that, that of my personal brand, it wouldn't exist if it weren't for you because I wouldn't be doing it. Yeah. I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be making myself create videos. I wouldn't be blogging. I wouldn't do any of it because I know what I don't know. Yeah. And your dad's probably one of those people. Yeah. But you have this younger generation that is like, whatever, I'm just going to yeah. learn along the way. Yeah. And those are the ones that you're, you basically, your dad needs to kind of step in, step in and say, okay, <laughs> you guys, this is how it's really done. And I'm really going to help. Just, just, he seems like the one, the one that needs to be told to serve. He yeah. just needs to serve people and everyone's going to know who's, who's real and who's not. Yeah. And I think God is kind of working because I know the business side and then as I learn what he learns, I'll probably take that mantle and really take it mm-hmm. to a level, probably. That'll probably be happy when I get over myself. All right. 
So right now we are talking to Claire Bond about how to build a personal brand. And we are about to go into the red zone. And Claire, the red zone is five fast uh, fast questions where you don't have to answer them fast, but I found that they're hard to answer for people like us. Are you ready? I'm ready. Let's do it. All right, Claire, what's your favorite book and why? Oh, goodness. If I really told you, like, I literally, I don't, I don't read much. I'm not, it sounds horrible. I'm always working. So I can't answer that question. (laughs) You know what? There is a few people who don't read and they're killing the game. You're Gary Vee, you're Dan Penis. And after I read, after... I read a certain amount of books, then, you know, I scaled back a lot, but interesting, interesting. So I, I, I do a lot of, of business readings. Not like I literally don't read, uh-huh. but, um, I'm just devouring other content in other yeah. ways and podcasts and things like that. So literally reading a book is not something I do. What's your favorite podcast? Well, I love your podcast, um, but I do like, um, I listen to um, Kelly Roach. She is actually a mentor and business coach that I, um, writing it down. Yeah, I, I like a lot of the, the messaging and everything that she talks about. She has a lot of great entrepreneurs on there. Um, and I'm always just really, I love the, a lot of the stuff that kind of she brings. And sometimes I'm like, oh, yeah, I forgot about that. Or it, sometimes it, it helps me with my business. So I'm always kind of like having those like aha moments yeah. listening to her podcast. Okay. Okay. What's a favorite quote you have or a quote you live by? Oh, probably do unto others as you would have them do unto you. Yeah. Golden rule. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So being yeah, that you're- That's one New- I've always lived by. <laughs> being that you're a New Yorker, I think I know the answer to this one. But would okay. you rather be loved or respected? I think loved. Oh wow. Okay. Yeah. I'm 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 definitely somebody that, you know, has like a few friends that are really great coveted friends. I'm not one of those people that has like a ton of people around me. Mm-hmm. I'd rather have like the true people around me because I'm a true person. Yeah. What, um, if you could spend one day with anybody who's ever lived in history, mm. one mm. 24 hours, who would it be and why? Goodness. Um, could it be someone like, could it, I mean, I, I, I would almost want to spend time with my mom again. She passed away in 2006. Is yeah. that okay? <laughs> yeah, I miss her. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's, it's wild. You know, we get Jesus, we get people from the past, but uh, people who's lost parents. Uh, we I interviewed mm-hmm. uh, Patty, who is the um, Patty Sue, who um, uh, brought me in to speak at Stanford, and she hers was her father again, and she mm-hmm. broke down on the show, and so oh. it's something I never expected with this question, but we've been getting that a lot. Yeah. All right, last question: What does uh, okay. success mean to you? <sighs> I would say it's kind of like, it is like leaving a lasting mark. It's, it's truly helping somebody and it not just being, you know, fly by night and flimsy. It's being true and real. Yeah. Yeah. 
totally agree. Yeah. I totally agree. All right. That's our time. I like those questions. <laughs> uh, before we rebranded the show, the show is called The Success Code. And um, those questions got get so much of a hit. And we usually have one person who is on live. He's not on now, but we'll just ask it because he'll probably watch. He always asks, if you lost everything, what would be the first three steps you would make to get it back? So let's, uh, what, would, what would you do? First three steps if you lost it all. Uh, I mean, I would personally brand myself. <laughs> I know how to do that. Like, I think that that would be like what I would do. I don't know if there's like three steps. It would literally like just be brand myself, start over, figure out, um, yeah, what the new, essentially pivot, what, what it would be. Yeah. So, um, yeah, yeah, I think that would definitely be it. Yeah. Branding's huge. I was, I remember I was with a, um, and I, just to give you guys the power of this stuff, um, I was working with a young lady who had cancer, but she had built a, a million dollar business selling beanies mm-hmm. to uh, people who had cancer, um, to, you know, cool looking beanies to keep their head warm. And they, you know, they looked good. And, you know, I was just starting out kind of learning to be a coach and business advising. And so I was just getting testimonials. And so I'm asking her about her market message in media. And I said, well, you know, what is your market? What is your message? And I say, and I'm looking at her website and I'm like, well, where in your website on your socials do you actually, you know, say this message? Like she knew the market, she knew the message, but she didn't actually have it online. And so mm-hmm. we changed that. Um, and then she also, uh, I said, how do you get business? Like, and she goes, oh, so people put names in this box here and then. We follow up and I go, okay, that well, that's called an opt-in box. She was like, okay, yeah, yeah. She didn't even know like the terminology. And I said, okay, in this opt-in box, how many people convert to, to sales? She's like, I don't know. I, I don't know. I have no idea. So I said, go find that out. Came back to me and it was converting at 1%. And so I looked at her and I said, aren't you glad that you talked to me. I was like, you should pay me $100,000 right now. She's like, why? And I'm like, this opt-in box converting at 1% and you have a $1 million business. I said, this opt-in box sucks and your messaging sucks. When we change your messaging, she already knew our USP. I said, when we actually put the messaging on the website and make this opt-in box more simple, like Google, I was like, you know why Google beat Yahoo? Because it's just a search box. I said, it's going to convert at anywhere between 8 to 10%. And I said, so if you have a, a million dollar business at 1%, what's going to happen if you convert at 10%? And she said, oh, I'll have a $10 million business. And I go, exactly. So we changed it. And over the next year, it converted at 5%. And she went from a million dollar business to a $5 million business. That is Amazing. the power of bringing in people who know branding, bringing in people who know how to coach, that just know the little tweaks to help and build your business. So Claire, with that said, where can they find you to follow up with you, um, uh, bring in your content, and possibly reach out if if that's something they want to do? ClaireBond.com. C-L-A-I-R-E-B-A-H-N.com. Claire That's Bond. where everything is. <laughs> 
there you go nice and simple <laughs> and clean and uh have your name right under you just take her name guys and put dot com on there i'll also put it in the show notes claire thank you so much for coming thank on you so much time. this was great you are awesome you're a pro <laughs> thank you everyone who came on the live make sure you share comment and like and in about an hour you can listen to it on all platforms spotify pandora stitcher we are now on iHeartRadio, and of course apple podcast i hope you guys enjoyed this episode as much as we enjoyed making it for you till next time always remember to be yourself peace out this is the entrepreneur underdog business secrets to help doubted entrepreneurs triumph the underdog entrepreneur is where we use fast acting shortcuts to help underdog entrepreneurs make more money have a bigger impact and live a better lifestyle so that they can prove their haters wrong and now your host roy red roy red roy